Hello and welcome to another episode of Open Us. This is the podcast about openness to new experiences. I'm Professor T and with me as always is my co-host Dr. Toomey. How are you this evening Toomey? I am very good, I'm not too bad, I'm persevering. Excellent, I think. Well I started off good, then it kind of dipped and then it's mildly concerning there at the end. Yes, that's me. That's the type of form I am in this evening. How about you, Professor T? I am doing quite well, thank you. Okay, very concise, uh, very polite, and it kind of cuts off uh, the conversation with Kurt. (laughs) Yes, Kurt is a great word, actually. It's one to pull out of the bag on special occasions. Correct. And allow people to know that you know what it means. Absolutely. 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 so, um, yes, yeah, so just to quickly explain, in case you're joining us for the first time, this podcast is called Open Us, and in the podcast, we open ourselves up to new experiences uh, as a group of, or not a group, as two friends who've known each other for about 30 years. Um, we, while we're very good friends, we, we noticed recently that we don't have too many things in common. So this podcast is about trying new things every single week, reporting back to the listener about how we got on and our experiences and whether or not we liked these new experiences. Um, and basically just opening ourselves up to, to a list of things, a host of things that we never would have done before in the past. Yes, opening our mind and also doing things that we never would have done that we find challenging to do and just exploring uh, our preconceptions and our kind of... I, I wanted to say another way of saying preconceptions um, to make myself sound more intelligent than I actually am. Uh, um, preconceived notions. I've... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Preconceived notions. <laughs> our preconceptions and our preconceived notions. That's what we're challenging. And we're moving on to this week's task. Professor T, will you remind the listener what it is? Okay. So this week we decided that we were going to be vegan for a week. Vegan for a week. <laughs> I th- yes. I thought in the spirit of sorry. I thought you were going to chime in there when I said that. I left a little gap, but anyway, um, <clears throat> won't be doing that again. Um, yeah. So it's basically a week where we eat only vegan-friendly food. That means no meat, no dairy, no honey, no gelatin, um, no fish, no eggs. Yes. And, and it kind of goes in line with uh, Veganuary. Veganuary, yes, Ugh, to use a horrible phrase. Correct. Um, and it is an interesting one. We both have ate meat all our lives. Um, and I personally, while I've been on board with the idea of veganism, I've been closed-minded about actually doing anything around it. How about you? Yeah, I think you fall into the same category that a lot of people would fall into now, where, where they probably read articles about veganism and watch documentaries on Netflix about how terrible or terribly animals are treated and how unsustainable meat eating is and dairy consuming is. And then they go off and then they think about it and then they do nothing about it. Yes. <laughs> and, and also, uh, they probably watch um, and read things about the health benefits of eating exclusively uh, plant-based foods. And they think, hmm, and then they go off and they do nothing about that. <laughs> yeah, they think, hmm, there's no point in eating meat anymore. It's really cruel. It destroys the environment. Hmm. I don't actually need to eat it. It's bad for my health and it's linked to all sorts of cancers. And Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't doesn't eat it anymore, except he does a bit. But the documentary Game Changers would have you believe he didn't. That's a, that's another point. Um, 
But yeah. Interesting. Interesting that Schwarzenegger uh, is perceived to have to be a vegan, but he's actually probably cut down his meat, which uh, I find uh, probably a more palatable, pun intended, um, way to go about veganism is to to cut down your meat a little bit. Because um, the vegan, the whole vegan thing to me seems quite extreme. It seems scary and it, seem, it always seemed like something I could never do. Um, and that th- those are the kinds of reasons why we decided to be vegan for a week. I don't I don't know if you want to add your own reasons there. Yeah, well, I do have some some more reasons of my own. Um, so my wife Grace is a vegan and has been a vegan for about four years now. Um, so she decided to become a vegan back around uh, twenty fifteen when she was uh, watching some documentaries on Netflix. I remember one of them was Cowspiracy. It was quite big at the time. That was more about the sustainability of. Um, agriculture side of uh meat production and also the cruelty to animals as well and i think it was very much focused on how meat is produced in america which is vastly different to how it's produced in britain and ireland our conditions are a lot better but it's it was a it was a documentary that set out to shock i think and uh it did it worked a lot uh, a lot of people watched that documentary and made massive changes in their lives and uh yes grace was one of those people so so i've always done i always have done most of the cooking in um our relationship so that would be all the dinners most of the lunches um i'd say about 90 percent of the cooking really so so when i had to cook for a vegan uh i had to start making vegan foods and vegan meals and i as a result have been actually eating vegan meals every so often for the last four years anyway so it's not as dramatic a shift as it might have been for you but i've never I don't know if I've ever had more than a full day of being a vegan. So I've certainly never done it for a week and I've certainly never deliberately done it. Put it that way. Mm, it would be seldom like the occasional meal you would have as a vegan. Yeah, I might have a couple of meals a week. So like I'd make a vegan curry or a vegan pasta dish or whatever. Um, but yeah, it wouldn't be gone days without eating any meat or whatever. So so for you, the thing you were opening yourself up to is having a sustained period of veganism rather than sort of going back to the meat. Well, it, it was... It was it was having a deliberate by choice uh, diet, a vegan diet, deliberately by choice, rather than coincidentally by circumstance. Okay, great. Okay, to to take control of the situation, and for me, I suppose it was a bit more extreme in that I was never, I've never been vegan for a day. Not that I I can't recall being vegan for a day. Yes, so for me, it was a big shift in terms of my diet, and yes, you will see that I actually. Uh, Found that quite challenging. All right. Okay, so um, talk us through uh, maybe day one. How did you find it? What were some of the pitfalls? What was what shocked you? And, and what did you eat? <laughs> well, okay, so day one, I decided to start my vegan week journey after the day after, or sorry, the morning, or sorry, the same day as coming back a holiday so i flew in from dublin airport away with liz uh for a few days we came back at lunchtime and we were already a bit tired um but i thought oh, for fuck's sake of sign up for this vegan shop <laughs> <laughs> i'd love a bujo's burger i'd love um like all the trimmings yeah. but now i have to go to tesco and buy loads of vegan shite i don't know what to buy i haven't researched this this is overwhelming <laughs> so uh uh, two of us, we hadn't had lunch, off the plane, into Tesco, going around, 
buying all this shite. Um, <laughs> Hold on a second. Look, Did you not have breakfast that day? Or are you not counting? Uh, well, well, I'm not counting it because I, I, we were still hungry. after We were in um, Belgium. And we, we had a waffle in the morning because I said it's Belgian waffle. So we'll go, go for that. And I was like, the veganism starts from lunchtime. From today. lunchtime, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose it didn't even start in the, the full day. Um, so we went around Tesco very much struggling to find uh, vegan food. We came to this this aisle and it had all this green stuff. And it was like, oh, uh, uh, meat-free and gluten-free. And I thought, oh, great, got all that shite. So we got like <laughs> fake chicken, fake cheese, like fake mints. Yeah. <laughs> Went around and we were thrown in bread because I thought bread doesn't have uh, any like uh, milk extracts or anything like that in it. So we throw a lot of that in. Loads of rice cakes. We were panicking. I was panicking. The whole thing was stressful. <laughs> The normal things I would buy weren't there. Liz had to calm me down with a, a carton of almond milk because I didn't know what to do with the whole milk situation. And then we got home and we made a meal, I think. I can't remember exactly what we made, but we, we were using the fake chicken and the fake cheese. <laughs> and then we're eating the meal and then uh, we're settling down. And then we look at the ingredients of all the shite we bought. <laughs> And half the stuff isn't vegan. <laughs> so you have to be very careful with that stuff. Yeah, because it has like little milk extracts and stuff. Yeah. So that was that was a real shocker uh, for me on uh, day one. Right. Um, but we had um, I had managed to get some tofu, which I didn't really like. Um, yeah. But I was, I was able to use that for the dinner. I usually do stir fries like vegetables and uh, like rice and stuff. And I was able to throw tofu in with that. But it wasn't very nice, and the whole experience was overwhelming and um, disruptive to me psychologically. <laughs> okay, Jesus. Okay, so <laughs> see, so the things like the ingredients on the back of the box. So I, I actually have always done most of the shopping as well um, uh, for our household, and uh, I'm I'm very well versed in reading the backs of every single thing that I buy. And to this point, at this point now, I know which stuff is definitely vegan and which isn't. But I'd still do a, a check every so often just in case. But uh, all of the allergens are always capitalized and in bold. Uh, so if there's milk or if there's eggs or if there's anything like that in a product, it's very, very easy to see that. The only thing of that nature that isn't usually capitalized and in bold is gelatin, which you have to look for if you're um, buying jellies or something like that, because that's actually from animals. It's from their, um, it's from their collagen um, from animals so uh, but yeah so yeah so you had a very very different experience than than i did uh by the sounds of it <laughs> yeah so do you want to tell me your experience on the the sun on whatever the first day was for you yeah well so the day one i just made porridge so i i, I never make porridge with milk anyway uh, i like it i prefer it with water vegan or no vegan i prefer it with water um and then instead of having honey obviously which is from bees i had maple syrup and then I had flax seeds in with that. So a hearty breakfast and then an apple. Um, then for lunch, not previously the night before, I had in preparation made a, a homemade chickpea and vegetable curry. And I had that with rice. Um, and then for dinner, when I got home, on the buzz of being a vegan, I made my own burritos. So I made the guacamole, made the salsa, fried up the black beans, cooked the rice uh, and made vegan burritos. And they were absolutely delicious. Um, I've never had my own guacamole before. I've never made my own salsa before. So it was like I was learning how to make things that I'd never even done before. Um, so I actually documented all the food I had on day one and day two because I thought it would be 
um, interesting, but I didn't keep that up for the rest of the week. So other things I ate, I ate a handful of almonds, uh, pears, apples, um, some some hard sweets, uh, like boiled sweets. I had I always drink black coffee anyway, so that wasn't a problem. Um, yeah, and that's about it. I, I take a, a, a supplement every day, which is a multivitamin, and I take a calcium supplement every day as well. So I made sure to keep taking those. And um, yeah, I, it was actually okay for me. Um, I didn't miss the meat at all on day one. And the fact that I was eating a meat-like meal where I was having burritos um, made it made it even better because there's so much in a burrito, you almost feel like you're having meat. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it your experience really contrasts um, with mine. And I wonder, is that because you were kind of exposed to having vegan days here and there over the past few years and also you knew what foods to get and stuff? I, I, yeah, uh, I, 100% was... Sorry, I knocked over my bottle of Luke's there. Uh, 100% was definitely um influenced by my by history of, of making vegan stuff i wouldn't go near that fake meat in a million years like <laughs> or like the fake cheese or anything like that um it doesn't do it for me really the, the very odd thing here and there i can eat like a linda mccartney sausage it, they're not bad and then there's a a corn chicken type burger they, they're okay as well but like i i like i think a lot of people they fall into the trap of well i have to substitute meat with something that's like meat and if you think outside of that kind of, uh, I was going to say think outside the box there, Jesus. Um, but if you think, try and think outside of that m- mindset, you really don't need to put meat in at all. Like you can put in something else or you can just put in vegetables and make it really tasty. Um, the fake chicken is, is a bizarre one. Like it's, it's not even healthy. It's, it's full of rubbish. Like. Yeah, it's horrible <laughs> as well. And the fake mints. Fake mints, like God knows what's uh, in that yeah i think that's right i think that's the first hurdle you have to get over the it's it's like the the um thing in your head that says i have to have meat in this meal and if and if, if i don't have meat i need to get the next best thing to it or the closest thing i can get to it because if i don't have it i'll go insane i'll die <laughs> like you, you need to trick yourself into thinking you're having meat well this is what what's a lot of people seem to think like and it, it's funny watching like people try and cater to a vegan as well like they they'd be like oh i got you in a, a, a meatless beef wellington or something you're like thanks but i'd rather just have some soup or you know, <laughs> or like a, a a curry without the meat in it or something like that yeah exactly like pr- replacing the proteins in a different way or the just feeling full without meat. I mean, it is possible. <laughs> but to the primitive mindset, uh, sometimes that seems like uh, impossible. So can I ask um, Can I ask a question then? Uh, you mentioned al- almond milk there. Um, do, would you drink a lot of milk during an average day? I'm not actually a big milk man. I, I've always drank low-fat milk, and I've never really liked the taste of it. I don't drink a lot of tea and coffee. Um, on occasion when I was living in Southampton I wouldn't have milk in the house and I would just have water with like bran flakes um, and it wasn't that wasn't that nice <laughs> but I I was able to do it and no problem so I, I didn't have a huge attachment to milk on its own but we moved on uh, so I went into day two um, I didn't have a good experience on day one I wasn't feeling very happy <laughs> about the task I was considering pulling out Really? Um, but I perse- persevered. Yeah, it wasn't a strong one, but uh, I, it was thought did cross my mind that I was I was kind of stressed in work and uh, I, I, I needed my uh, energy and my fuel. So I went in and uh, started the day, the work day. This was a Monday with uh, bran flakes with almond milk and that was fine. 
Um, but then a very depressing making my lunch situation. I had a tofu and fake cheese sandwich. I made it in the morning. It looked absolutely disgusting. Oh my god! Did you cook? I thought of. I didn't cook the tofu. I just oh, that, took it out of the packet. That's ridiculous. <laughs> oh. It was still square as a tofu. It was absolutely. It looked disgusting. It smelled disgusting. It ruined my trip into work. It ruined my morning work. I went in with a long face on me. And I sat down to eat it at lunchtime. And it was absolutely disgusting. I said it to a couple of people. They said, what are you having for lunch? And I said, a tofu and fake cheese sandwich. Oh, I'm actually... And their, their jaws just dropped. They thought I was like some sort of weirdo. But you're supposed to cook tofu, like. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is manky. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. Did you eat it? It's. I ate it, yeah. You ate the whole sandwich. I ate the whole you sandwich. You animal. Disgusting. <laughs> and then in the evening, I thought, okay, I know a good kind of vegan-y place. Um, so I will order from a Deliveroo, order from, um, I actually can't remember. Oh, Pokey. Pokey. Is oh, yeah. They do Pokey, Pokey bowls. Yeah, I, I've seen them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's lots of them around. Uh, a caca poke, poke or something like that. Anyway, they, they give you this big pokey bowl with lots of vegetables chopped up and ni- like nice corn and onions and stuff like that. And um, But what happened was the order was late. Um, and it went over an hour and before the food was getting here and I was really hungry and panicking. Because <laughs> I hadn't had my meat and I thought I needed my meat and I thought I needed this food really badly. So I was going around stressed around the apartment, pacing around. It was like, where's the food? <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> and then I rang, I rang the Deliveroo and they were like, uh, well, the order hasn't been uh, picked up yet. Um, the driver is on the way. And I was like, what do you mean he's on the way? Yeah. <laughs> I was much more cranky than I usually would be. And I, and I was like, this isn't good enough. This isn't good enough. <laughs> and he goes, well, I can give you 2.5 euro credit. And I was like, what? Two, two, two euro 50? That's fucking no use. I didn't say fucking, but I said, that's no use to me. And he goes, well, that's all I can like an offer. And then I go, that's no use to me. I want a refund. <laughs> I completely lost the run of myself. And then he goes, I can't give you a refund because driver has been assigned already. And um, then I said, okay. <laughs> what time will it be here? And he's like, 15 minutes. Oh my God. So the delivery came. Uh, it was very nice. And yeah, ordered it for lunch the next day. So that sorted me out for the, the Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> I'll just finish out my Wednesday before throwing it back over to you. Um uh, so Wednesday again the bran flakes and almond milk in the morning um, had that delivery from the previous night refrigerated overnight and had it for lunch which was very nice very satisfying um, and sort of was adapting a bit more on this is my day three like less craving for meat noticeably less craving like not less panicky thoughts um, I noticed that being in, like a vegan for a week rules out lots of snacks like so no chocolate no biscuits um, yes it does and i think that's all those little things I, I actually kind of enjoyed the excuse of not being able to eat those things and, and grace had said that to me in the past before like she enjoyed the excuse of not being able to eat loads of crisps and loads of chocolate and loads of stuff because it means you don't eat any of it then yeah it's it's like the constraint on what you can do is actually liberating yeah 
Um, so yeah, it was just going around. I just I was like having apples and bananas for for snacks rather than um, like biscuits or a little chocolate bar, which I I was I was going through a period there for a couple of years actually, of having a little chocolate bar and work or like chocolate biscuits all the time. So it was a real kind of eye-opening in that way, just like stepping back from that. So yeah, I, I had that delivery room for lunch and then like I tapped into it, less panicky, kind of feeling good about myself a bit. And then I, we actually were very busy that evening. So I ended up ordering from delivery again. Jesus. <laughs> so that wasn't the most uh, open-minded way to go about it. And uh, I ended up messing up Liz's order. Um, so... I had to order her another delivery. Oh no! <laughs> Which meant the delivery that was ordered for her was carried over to the next day's lunch. Fair <laughs> enough. So you've been eating delivery pokeballs for for a week, basically. Uh, well, up until up until day four. Uh, sure, I've gone on to day four. I might as well go on to day four. All right, four, go, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've written down in my little diary here that day four was the uh, the turning point, not because it's delivery lunch. That was the same. That wasn't pushing myself. Um, that was just a, by accident, really, that that happened. But what happened in the evening was I actually cooked. I cook stir fries a lot. I cook vegetable stir fries with rice and put in a bit of uh, sauce, like chow mein sauce or whatever. But I was actually, I texted you that day and I was like, what should I put in a stir fry? And I think you were saying uh, chickpeas. And I just had a quick Google online and you can put in chickpeas and nice cashew nuts with a satay sauce um, with a stir fry and it works really well, apparently, on, it said it online. So I did that and I had a really, really nice stir fry. It was actually really filling because I put in quite a lot of nuts because uh, I was still panicking slightly. <laughs> and then I was, uh, it was very liberating. It was like a weight had gone off my shoulders. It was like, I know now that I can eat well and feel full and not crave meat anymore so that was really uh, uplifting so I'll, I'll just leave it at that for now and I'll so how, how are your kind of um the next few days after your your good start yeah so I kind of continued as I as I started so for the next day I was eating porridge again I was eating those burritos I brought them into work had them for dinner because uh, I made a lot of stuff I made a lot of guacamole and a lot of um a lot of stuff like that so um I uh, I have to say I didn't actually find it difficult. Um, and then the next day I made a big batch of uh, red lentil chili. So instead of putting minced beef in it, you put red lentils in. But all the other ingredients you would put in chili, you put in. Um, and that was absolutely delicious. Um, and I was just Googling recipes and looking up things that I, I wouldn't normally do. Like I have three or four meals, like vegan or not, that I cook regularly. And I don't deviate too much from them. Um, and then I was kind of deviating quite a lot. So I was just learning new dishes and how to cook. I was eating a lot of apples, almonds, uh, uh, oranges at my desk um, in work, like for snacks. The only thing I, th- I kind of found a tiny bit difficult was saying no to chocolate because there was an abundance of chocolate uh, all over the office. But um, I just kept just kept not having it. Like <laughs> That's all you have to do is just not have it. Um, and then for so instead of uh, deliveries, I was living on burritos. So uh, I was either making my own burritos or I was having them in Pablo Picante and uh, Bujum. So I had several burritos uh, during the period uh, when I was being a vegan. So um, so it's it's really easy to customize a burrito to make a vegan. You just get everything without the cheese, sour cream, and meat. But you can get salsas, guacamole, uh, the beans, all the salad fillings. So. 
it's a it's a deadly um, option to go for if you want to have a vegan meal. And is that is that filling? A burrito, yeah. Well, have you ever been to Belgium? Oh, I, I I've been there a good few times, but I've never had it without the meat. So I was just wondering, what is it filling without the meat? Oh yeah, well, like so, I would get both kinds of beans. Uh, then you get like peppers and onions, guacamole, rice. Uh, you get salad. Well, it's it's massively filling. It's, it's ridiculously filling. There's, there's still a lot in there, isn't there? There's loads in there, yeah. And I, I found I actually I didn't miss the meat whatsoever. Yeah. Didn't That's weird, it isn't it? Yeah, one bit. Like, and I would have eaten meat pretty pretty much every day, and I eat eggs eggs for breakfast every day, and I found that I wasn't missing those either. Yeah, it's mad. And going back to your cooking exploits, you, you um, sent some over to me, some photos of what you'd cooked, and it was. A, I got the impression you were taking pride in your cooking, and you were really enjoying it. I was actually, yeah, it really was, and it just opened me up as a as a better cook i think as well <laughs> really and then even in work like i expected to get a bit of stick from people in work because at various points people i've worked with have become a vegan or vegetarian and they make jokes and i just kept going yeah 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 and they're like how long are you going to keep it up i was like don't know <laughs> i'm just going to keep it up then i was in the work canteen the other day getting breakfast and i got went up and got hash browns and hash browns are like a definite vegan food um there's never anything bad in them and as i was walking back out of the canteen i walked by the breakfast counter just out of interest out of curiosity and it said they contain milk and i was like ah fuck it anyway <laughs> or no sorry it said it said they contain eggs like and i was really trying my best not to eat anything like i bypassed the eggs the sausages all that stuff and then the next day i went up and i was going to get hash browns again and it said they contained eggs again and the previous day, they'd been homemade hash browns. So I thought, oh, maybe if they're making their own ones, they put egg in them. But these were like out of a packet hash browns. And then I looked at the, the cooked tomatoes and it said they contained eggs. And then I was like, what? And then I looked at uh, the mushrooms and it, <laughs> and it said the mushrooms contained eggs as well. Jesus. Right. So so my conclusion was that they cook it on a hot surface that is also used to fry eggs. I think that's the that's the connection there because there's tomato does not contain egg and mushroom does not contain egg. So there's like so I think it, you can really stretch it as far as you want to. You can be like, well, I'm not going to eat something off a surface that was used to cook. Uh, well, I I wouldn't take it that far. For for me, that's not what it was about. So uh, I so I didn't actually break it by eating a hash brown, but I was led to believe by those misleading um, allergen lists that I did, but I didn't yeah i think the two experiences there point to like the, the how extreme do you want to go yeah that's very true um so any other highlights from the rest of your week um i just so day five to day seven i'd actually settled into my routine so i was i kind of got attached to falafels so i kind of had like um i found them kind of easy to put in a sandwich um and I also continue with the falafel stir fries. I always cook stir fries, so I was just delighted to have something else to put in there. The stir fries are really nice, I have to admit, if not nicer than the um, the normal ones I have with like chicken or lamb or whatever. So I was, and and we've continued that on this week. So this week we've um, had uh, vegan stir fries um, two or three days in a row. Um, we've taken a bit of a break and we've gone back to the meat, but um, I was going to ask actually. Yeah, so you, so how did you find going back to meat? Then did you just on day eight? Did you just go fuck it? I'm going to have meat. Um, well, we had a social occasion that was kind of marking the end of our week, so we just decided to have like a Burger King, but it was more to do with being out drinking. It wasn't like oh, I, we really need a burger. Like we didn't have 
this is me and Liz who was also doing it with me. We didn't have that big craving for like to to make amends. Um so yeah, we were just like actually, you know what? That was that was easier than we thought it would be. Um let's have meat today. Let's have a sandwich or whatever. Um let's take a break today. Let's have a normal meal that we normally have tonight with meat in it. And then maybe what we decided together was was like maybe for us it's not about being a vegan all the time but what we could do is maybe monday to thursday we could just have vegan food um and we thought that would be a kind of a realistic thing that we could do and one other thing i just want to bring up before i throw it back over to you is like um the weight loss i noticed i haven't really been um keeping a track of my weight but i've noticed i've been feeling less bloated my digestive system is a lot better I'm eating far less snacks with chocolate and stuff in them, in it, and dairy products in it. Um, and that's probably an un- unexpected um, consequence of it, I would say, for myself. Yes, uh, and I, I've had a similar experience. So I just want to go back a bit, though. So uh, on day seven, I found that I was actually really enjoying it. And I was enjoying the food I was eating. And I was enjoying the new things I was making for myself. So I decided to keep it up. And then I kept it up for another week. And then after week two was over, I was like, Fuck it, I'm going to keep this up again. So this epi- this episode has been recorded in isolation. It's recorded uh, slightly um, before January, obviously. And it's a couple of weeks since we've done uh, the previous episode. So we had a bit of time to play around with. So I'm actually 17 days now into being a vegan. Um, and I've, uh, so I have a bit of a curveball for you now, though. Today, when I got off the train after work, I was walking by Super Value. And I said, I'm going to fucking eat meat. I went into Super Value, went up to the hot food counter and got three uh, Southern Fried Chicken drumsticks, which is one of my favorite snacks. I often get it after work if I'm hungry and I'd eat it on the way down the canal uh, walking to the apartment. So I I bit into the first uh, chicken drumstick and I thought I expected I would like devour it ravenously, like not having eaten meat for over two weeks. I thought I'd bite into it like a medieval king at a banquet and uh, wolf the thing down. But I actually felt that the texture and the taste of it was slightly off-putting and I ate it anyway and then I ate the next one and I ate the next one. I ate three of them but as I was eating it I found I wasn't enjoying it as much as I used to enjoy meat and I know it had only been 17 days but I wasn't enjoying it as much as I used to enjoy chicken drumsticks previously and then there was this weird aftertaste that hung around for about half an hour in my mouth of a sweetness and I'd never had a sweet aftertaste after eating uh, chicken drumsticks. But I was thinking to myself, okay, that's uh, that's different to how chicken used to taste to me. It didn't taste the same. I didn't enjoy it as much. And I wouldn't be in a hurry back to go and have chicken drumsticks again. That's interesting. So it's kind of like your experience of a chicken drumstick has has been completely altered. Well, it, like I don't think it's as nice as a vegan burrito, put it that way. Interesting. I'm sorry. One other thing I wanted to say is in the 17 days that I, uh, I've been doing this, I've lost nine and a quarter pounds. Whoa! So it's 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 insane. Like the weight started falling off me. The the most I had lost at one point was ten pounds. I went back up about a pound. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I've dropped from just over fifteen stone to fourteen stone five, and uh, it's noticeable. I can see it in myself. I can see it in my face and my stomach. Um, other people have noticed it. And yeah, it's just the not snacking, not eating the chocolate, not eating the sausage rolls and the chicken drumsticks and all that type of stuff. Um. And it's huge because you're so prohibited from so much things, so many different things that you just don't eat them and you have healthier things instead. Yeah. 
And it's not so much that you're you're losing weight from the replacing the meat. I think it is those snacks that are just off the table, off the menu, so to speak. Um, but that's amazing weight loss. Uh, and on the sly, <laughs> I want to lose a bit of weight as well. So I might stay vegan for a while or like for most of the week just so I could lose weight. <laughs> so for my own selfish reasons. Yeah, I, I actually, that's that's kind of what I'm doing now. I, I'm going to stick with it. So I did have meat today, but it was more of an experiment than anything else. But my plan is to stick with it like you most of the time. But I would say I might reduce my meat intake by maybe 75%. Uh, that, sorry, that's my meat, fish, eggs, my non-vegan food intake. I'd say I'm going to probably reduce it by about 75%. And I might allow myself to have that food on one or two meals a week. Um, with the odd bit of chocolate maybe over Christmas like I'm not going to completely avoid that like, and I'm going to have my Christmas dinner and all that type of stuff yeah I'm the same I think just cutting it down is the, it's what's going to work for me I understand people who want to cut it out completely that's a bit extreme for me um, I don't think it's realistic for me in the long term but I'm kind of happy I'm really happy with this task because it's something that I was really close minded to I thought I'd never be able to do and I had a very shaky couple of days and I did rely on takeaways. But overall, because it was a week, you really get to experience what it's like to be a vegan. And I have to say it's completely liberating to break the hold that meat had on me. Oh, we're sounding like fanatics now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true though. Like it, do, it does have a hold over you. And it's just because you've been eating it since birth. Well, not quite birth, but you know, you've been eating it your whole life. And you think that that's what a meal is. It's meat and it's, a carbohydrate and it's maybe some vegetables and then your next meal later on is the same things in a different order um and then like in the evening you have that again like and you don't need to have that like you don't need to have a big fried breakfast full of meat every single day <laughs> not that i was like you don't need a fry to be happy <laughs> exactly exactly and it's interesting psychologically because we obviously like over time we learn to associate a good meal with meat the meat is the centerpiece of a good meal and that probably sets off all kinds of like reactions in our brains to like, and when you remove what our brain associates as the centerpiece of a meal, then it's kind of actually a bit frightening almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, like, there's this real like sense of emptiness. I, like, I know, I know you had more of a horrific experience than I did. All right. Uh, like I, tell I, would, I would, I wouldn't describe it as horrific, but I would just say it was, <laughs> I say it was panicky at the start, but then eye opening. And then I would also say liberating. But I, I cannot believe you ate a raw tofu and baked cheese sandwich. Neither can I. That, that, that is horrifying. <laughs> that was absolutely disgusting. Tofu and fake cheese as well. It was uh, <laughs> disastrous. That's actually sickening. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think that really brings us to the end of the episode. Um, good, re- good reflection there on our vegan weeks uh, or periods, our change of mindset and probably uh probably uh, permanent changes to our diets as a result yes and permanent changes to our minds mindset for sure and that is why i think this has been the most enjoyable episode for me so far is because it's been so far into what i would do normally it's been such a challenge and i feel like i've genuinely opened my mind and changed a part of my personality if only in a small way but it's a small change but it still feels big and I feel the exact same. This is the task that is going to have the longest lasting impression on me. In fact, it's probably the only task we've done so far 
that will have a long lasting impression on me. Other things like, oh, we did VR and uh, we went out in nature and stuff. They were good, but this is life changing stuff. Yeah. And going forward, we'll try and do a few more of these life changing tasks, but we'll, we'll try and pace ourselves, I would suggest as well. Yes, and with that in mind, we're going to do something slightly less extreme uh, on the on the next episode. Um, they can't all be vegan for a week, but uh, one of the things that we are going to do involves tourism, and it involves tourism in Dublin City, and a lot of you will be very familiar with this. It's the Open Top Bus Tour, or what is it called exactly? The Hop On, Hop Off yes, Bus Tour. Yes, it's a Hop On, Hop Off Bus Tour. So this is something that if you live in a city, you don't tend to do because it's explicitly aimed at tourists. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've been on these bus tours in recent years in other countries and really enjoyed them. And it's one thing when you're going, when you're going to a foreign city and you can really use it to get to grips with the city. And then you find out lots of interesting facts and you know maybe some humorous history and some interesting uh, anecdotes and all that from over the years and landmarks and stuff and dublin city uh, their hop on hop off bus tour is one of the best reviewed ones in the entire world and it gets really really good feedback all the time if you look at reviews of it online it's supposed to be fascinating and i would guarantee that i will not know at least 50 percent of the information they tell me on it because i'm ignorant to history and i think uh, and and even ignorant slightly to the geography of Dublin. So I think it's going to be a, a mind-opening experience. Yes, and I think it is definitely one of those things that we would be close-minded to. We'd say we'd never do a hop-on, hop-off bus tour in your own country. I think lots of people, I think 99% of people would be like that. Um, but realistically, we'll probably have a great like afternoon or whatever. Yeah, exactly, and, you, and we'll learn things about our own city that we don't uh, that we don't know so yeah in, in this in the spirit of being open this is our task for next week so absolutely that's going to wrap us up for this week and if you'd like to join in we'll have our social media um, plugs at the end of the episode uh, this has been open us i've been professor t he's been dr toomey and any final words doctor stay open If you'd like to contact us on social media ahead of next week's task, search for us on Twitter. It's at Open Us Podcast. On Facebook, it's also Open Us Podcast. On Instagram, it's Open Us Podcast. And via email, it's Open Us Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. 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 Oh, wow.